What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! I'm Johnny Destructo. And I'm the Bat Tribble. And I'm Brandon. Yay! There you go. See, I would cheer you on, but I got yelled at last time. As he sips his tea uh, like the yeah, Kermit meme. That's right. Uh, so thank you for joining us on this episode. We are here to talk about uh, pretty much whatever we feel like, whatever the, the week brought us in geek news and mm-hmm. and uh, geek friendship. And here is where we be, which be where? This is 4327 Main Street. It's Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's the only, the best, the greatest comic book store in Maniunk, Pennsylvania. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so uh, actually, literally the best because I just won a couple of awards. Not well, o- yay! Not only did you win a couple of awards, but if you happen to frequent many young ladies and gentlemen, you will see JD and his lovely, adorable wife Shushan on the cover of Many Young Magazine, the magazine, the magazine. Yes. <laughs> Look at you, JD, just looking real resplendent and dapper. It says, uh, Power Couple, how Manny Young's own husband and wife duo are perfecting a work life balance. And uh, I got to say, they did a really good job with the cover photo. It's really cute. It's a very cute photo. It was my photo. idea, like the idea of the thing, but they, really? they did a great job. And so they did a little piece on us in here, a couple of pages. They took some of your illustrations. Well, they let me draw on one of the photos, which is fun. So we have two cats, and I was able to. They sent me the high res photo mm-hmm. that they took, and I was able to draw our cats into the photograph. So that was kind of fun. And Sushan won best stylist, and I won best specialty shop for the best of 2019 Maniunk Awards. Congratulations, my friend. Thank well you. deserved. Thank you. Well deserved. Um. So yeah. Uh. Every all of the responses have been really nice, except for I think if you go on to like maniunk.com's Facebook page, mm-hmm. they they posted a link and a picture and everything, which is real nice. And one gentleman said, "But what does his wife's boyfriend think?" Yeah, but that guy. So that dumb. was cool. I like. I'm looking at the picture more. I like that you both are holding. The things from your shop. Yeah. I didn't notice that before. I've That's got a little Captain Marvel yeah. trade paperback, and she's got her like scissors and comb and everything. I like that you have the Captain Marvel trade paperback, but you have the Superman, Superman shirt yeah. on the knee. Yeah. It's of on course. both sides. Equal opportunity geek. Yeah. So yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was really nice of them, and it, it's it's very humbling and, and lovely, and uh, it's very I'm very appreciative to have the life I have and um, all of the people who come here and hang out and listen to our shows. So thanks, thanks to you guys. So we have an email. If you want to talk about it, we'll do it. I would love to talk about the email that we have. Who is the email that we have from? Take a guess. Oh, Alex Trebek. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's sad. That is sad, man. Yeah. I don't know. If I thought you were saying there. that you thought the email was from Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I don't He's know. He's got other things to worry about. Yes, he does. I don't know yeah. if people out there, all of you are aware, but Alex Trebek, the longtime host of Jeopardy, announced a few weeks ago that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. Awful. Awful, Awful. man. So, best of luck. But he says, I just signed a three year deal. So, so I ain't going us. nowhere. Nice. I like that. It's cute. He's got. He's having a sense of humor about it. So Christopher Goodnight emailed us, OMG, are you still talking about Aquaman? <clears throat> That's the name of the email. 
Incredible Hulk did not have the same origin as Ang Lee's Hulk. Incredible Hulk's origin is seen during the opening credits of the movie and is quite different from the Hulk origin story. Dynamo 5 did end pretty abruptly, but they were brought back for a five-issue miniseries, Dynamo 5 Sins of the Father, in which they team up with Savage Dragon and Incredible to fight a villain their fathers had screwed over somehow. It's been a while since I've read it. It mainly focused- Team with Incredible or Invincible? Invincible. Okay. I knew that that didn't sound right, but I couldn't- Yeah. It mainly focused on the five, though, so it was a nice wrap-up. I don't know where I would put Captain Marvel among the origins, though. I was going to see it today, but my brother decided to bail on work, so I'm picking up two weeks' worth of books instead. What are your thoughts on the Shang-Chi movie? I know nothing about him other than he sometimes teams up with Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. I have no clue who his villains are, slash might be, in the movie. Does he have powers? Or is he just really good at kung fu? Who should play him? If I had to make any suggestions, it would be... I would like to see Fin Fang Foom. Also, if he doesn't have powers and needs some flunkies to fight, might I suggest The Wrecking Crew with Mr. Negative, yeah, I know he's a Superman villain, directing them. So thank you so much, Christopher Goodnight. You mean Spider-Man. What'd I say? Superman. Yep, he said Spider-Man. I said the word Superman. So, yeah, Incredible Hulk, thank you for that. We knew that. Dynamo 5, we talked about that before. Did you ever read that? I looked at it. It was interesting. It was cool. Uh, he doesn't Captain Marvel, so that tells us nothing. Shang-Chi, don't care. I'm curious about him because Marvel has a tendency to make films about characters I care little about mm. and then makes me care about them. So I'm not going to make any assumptions at this time, mm-hmm. um, but I'll certainly check it out. Shang-Chi, I was always a fan of from back in the mid-70s, maybe into the early 80s. I'm forgetting the time span a little bit. Um, He was written by, I think it was Doug Monk. Uh, Doug Monk's an artist. No, 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 no. Doug Munch. 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 Yeah, you know, you know who I'm talking about. That guy. Yeah, him. Yeah. And he was. It was drawn by Paul Gulacy. G U L A C Y. He it had a very Jim Steranko type of feel, and he they wrote Shang Chi as basically like um, reluctant agent of this spy organization. That is really where um, the whole Misty Knight and Colin Wing and and Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah, those those kind of they kind of like blended in there first mm-hmm. i i seem to remember them being first in shang chi but i could be mis remembering it um he was not just good at kung fu he was the master of kung fu it said so on the title of the book it was shang chi master of kung fu so he wasn't just good at it he was the master so is that a power though or it's an ability so no, it's so a he's skill like set. It's a skill set. He's just real good at stuff. Well, you know what? You know what? I, I will say that yes, he is really good at stuff, and maybe it's not necessarily a power, but because they had to cheat with Iron Fist and give him that that corny Iron Fist as a way to making him be superior to Shang Chi. Because other than that, it like it would make no sense. It would be like. Kato of the Green Hornet fighting Robin. Like, Shang-Chi should be able to kick Iron Fist's ass all the time. But he just had that stupid glowing fist. Um, But Shang-Chi, back then, was boss. But then, as, you know, 
they are want to do, they had to big up Iron Fist. So they big up Iron Fist and and Shang-Chi got lost in in the shuffle. So that's the shame of it. So I'm looking at uh, his Wikipedia entry right now. And uh, yes, he is the master of Kung Fu. Yes. Uh, and his villain, along with his father, this is and this is another reason why they, they kind of had to lose him for a time. Sorry to cut you off, JD. It was, he was written in the books as that his father was Fu Manchu. Ooh. And, you know, back then they were, you know, people were fair flying fast and loose with copyrights. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, shoot, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, sue us. Well, it got yeah. to a point where it got to a point where it's like, oh, can't use that anymore. Why? I'm young. I don't get it. Because Fu Manchu is a character from the 30s and 40s mm-hmm. um, that was created by somebody totally different. Ah. Uh, kind of like back in the pulp <laughs> era of like the, those, like, you know, you've heard of like those um, pulp magazines and 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 stories yeah, I mean, from it back was just, then. It was owned by someone else. Right. Right. So when it started, Marvel started trying to like branch out with this stuff. They couldn't do it because they didn't own the rights to Fu Manchu. But Shang-Chi's story was like his whole story was about, you know, his warring against his father, who was Fu Manchu. Yeah. And to rewrite it, people were like, oh. Whoops. Um, he, he can also create Countless duplicates of himself. Right. Shang Chi can. I have seen that before. Which I didn't remember. I didn't know that. What? But I have little to no experience with. Since when? That's something um, new. In in later years, upon joining the Avengers, he oh, gains okay. the power. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I knew him, he wasn't in the Avengers. Gotcha. And that that that's some some dumb stuff they gave. Him. As a member of the Restored Heroes for a Hire, so he was he was part of that. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, he he's just a kung fu master. So. Um, I'll be real curious to see how they do this film. Well, he's a kung fu master now mixed with multiple man, if they do that. Yeah. Which could be interesting. No, yeah, I'd be curious to see. Please don't. Like, I, I, I would be surprised if they made just a straightforward kung fu Marvel movie. They're going to have to add something. Yeah. Some I mean, elements. they never do that. Yeah, it's strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to see what they come up with. But as... To whom I would love to see play him, I don't even know who the actor was. But we just saw the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, with the new Quentin, Tar- Quentin yeah. Tarantino movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt and Margot Robbie. Um, but in the trailer, there is a guy who, I don't know if they say it, clearly is supposed to be Bruce Lee. Yeah. I don't know who that actor is. But he's the spitting image of Bruce Lee. He does a great job. Yeah, so, it's pretty impressive. I wouldn't, and I didn't really see his whole fight thing in there. But if he can pull off Bruce Lee's fight convincingly, yeah, he would be a good Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that trailer, I liked. It looked like Leonardo DiCaprio might have been fighting a little bit in there too, like when in the one of the scenes against the Bruce Lee character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was him or it's supposed to be like his stuntman. Right, because the movie is about him, like this character and his stunt double, so right. it could have been the stunt double. Yeah. Right. It looked, which, I have to say, the, the trailer smartly doesn't give a whole lot away from the sto- of the story, which to me is enough because it's all about the aesthetic. And the aesthetic of it is enough that I would go check it out. I like kind of like old Hollywood movies like that. It's interesting. He look um so I'm moving through the trailer in pause mode and uh, to see who the Bruce Lee character is fighting and it is the Brad Pitt um the stunt, stunt double. double. But man, freeze framed uh in mid motion, he is very Robert Redford, Brad Pitt. The way mm. he's aging. Oh yeah. Very Robert Redford. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I do have to say, I think they they both are oh, aging. Yeah. Brad Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. I think they're aging they pretty look great. They look, they look okay. Great. I mean, certainly Brad Pitt has certainly shows more age. You know, he's got yeah. more of like a, a also he's older. I think. Yeah, I guess he is. He's he a couple is. years older for sure. Yeah, yeah. but he he's certainly got a lot more crackles. Yeah, yeah. In him, you know what I mean. But he wears them well. He is, does. Yeah. Is Brad Pitt p- playing the uh, stunt double? Yes. yes. I couldn't see him in the beginning. Yeah. That's interesting. So you think the stunt double has a stunt double? Oh that's yeah, the guy. Yes, does the actor playing a stunt that's double have a stunt twist. double? I yes. like it. That's how movies work. Well, even if you're playing a stunt double, you might have a stunt double. That goes back to it's so this meta. Isn't important, but that goes kind of back to representation, because like um, the stunt double for I think Black Widow is has like branched off and like gotten like official acting roles now. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be interesting if they had hired someone who actually plays who is an actual stunt double in the stunt double role. But again, I don't. It's not necessary. Right so. yeah, it is not necessary. I mean, it depends on how much heavy lifting they're doing, and it depends on what the, you know, what the, yeah, what heavy lifting the actor is called for in the movie. Right. So. Yeah. As as opposed to in um, what was it? Um, the other Quentin Tarantino movie, Death Proof, where he had a stunt double. Yes. Doing the stunts because yeah. he made the stunt double a character in the film. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying, pretty much. But anyway, uh, I guess we could talk about the thank you for the email, Brandon. We appreciate it. Fing it Fang wasn't Foom. Brandon. It was Christopher. Christopher Goodnight. Um, fin Fang Foom would be interesting. The only time I ever really remember a, an appearance by Fing Fang Foom was in the Warren Ellis book with Stuart Eminem. Oh, New, New Earth, New Wave. Next wave. Next wave. Yeah. Next wave. And it was mostly just a joke to you could have a giant dinosaur in like purple underwear. Yes. So yeah. yeah. That's kind of always Fang Fang Foom, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, exactly. he's shown up in a few things I've read, and yeah, he's always pretty much a joke. He well, he is a joke. He's Fang Fang Foom. That is, insert yeah. joke here. <laughs> Speaking of Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, who I consider the true master of kung fu. Of course. You know. Well, you- I mean, that's who Chang Chang Chi was based on, right? Well, I think Shang Chi was more based on the on the kung fu, you know, wave at that time when he came out. I feel right. like, but his image wasn't based on Bruce Lee. Well, yeah, he had a different haircut and everything. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel like most uh, kung fu characters are based on either like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. one or the other. Now, in the Legion of Superheroes, they had a hero called Karate Kid. Yeah. Who. When he, they first created him back in the 60s, he was just some white guy who knew Kung Fu. But in the 70s, as they called themselves getting woke, they really weren't. Yeah. They were still asleep. But one artist, Mike Grell, started purposefully drawing Karate Kid to resemble Bruce Lee. Because he said, this just makes more sense. Yeah, of course. I don't know about what the hell y'all were doing before then. So about Bruce Lee. About Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee had a son. He did. He had two of them. Um, one son who followed him into the world of acting named Brandon Lee. Hey, that's well, they me. both did. Because didn't his other son play Bruce Lee in uh, Return of the Dragon or whatever? Not the Return movie? of the Dragon. Ent- um, Enter the, the the movie. The, the it was a, it was a biopic about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. And was that he his was son? Played by his son, I thought. Jason Lee. Let's Not Jason yeah. Lee. Nope. Nope. It's a Lee though. Yeah. You guys keep talking. Was I will it Google. Scott Lee. Uh, what was it called? Enter the Dragon. Branford Lee. <laughs> Brandon Lee Jackson Shorts is who did it. It was me, guys. Your Not name, Brandon, is Brandon. Your middle name is, is Lee. Yes. Right? Now, and your first name is Brandon. 
Yes. Now, how did you get the middle name of Lee? Because I'm wondering whether or not you were named after Brandon Lee. I'm going to go down the whole list because it's quick. So Brandon is, my mom's name is Brenda. So Brandon, she wanted to give me the male version of that name. Why didn't she go with Brendan? I don't know. (laughs) We talked about it. (laughs) But she didn't. So she gave me Brandon. Um, So that's why my first name's Brandon. And then Lee, she had a cousin named Lee and they were like best friends. And when her co- her cousin passed away shortly before I was born, so in honor, well, I guess in memory of her cousin, she named me Lee. Yeah, Lee. And I've always gone by Lee. I didn't start going by Brandon until college, and I used to think that like my mom wanted to do that like out of respect or something. So I never asked her to call me Lee or anything. And but then I told her I wanted to go by Brandon because I didn't want to. I felt like I was disrespecting her name because it was based on her. And she was like, "No, I don't care." So I was like, "Oh, I would have. I I guess it doesn't really matter either way." Okay. But yeah. But you said you you wondered whether or not subconsciously they got this from Brandon Lee. Right. Because my dad. I mean, I don't know. My dad never really talked about movies that much, mm-hmm. but I feel like he might have been into like Bruce Lee movies and things like that. Okay. And I know that my mom said that he suggested the name Lee. So after she had select suggested Brandon. Right. She picked my first name, he picked the middle name. Well, he suggested the middle name. Okay. So he might have been doing that just like to be nice to my mom, like why don't we honor your cousin? But also I wouldn't be surprised if a secondary reason was because, because of the whole Brandon Lee thing. Right. That makes sense. Well, on, on his gift certificate, it does say... Birth Brandon Lee. Yeah, birth certificate, not gift certificate. <laughs> Brandon Lee, parentheses, the crow, parentheses, Jackson Shorts. Yeah. Well, that's true. I think that spells it out. Yeah. spells it out. Um, Jason Scottley, this is my bad. Jason Scottley okay, played Brandon Lee in Enter the Dragon, the movie about um, Bruce, Bruce Lee. The, the movie can't be called Enter the Dragon. Because Enter the Dragon is Bruce Lee's movie. Well, yeah, but that happens a lot. No, but this is this this is a movie about Bruce Lee. Enter the Dragon is just a movie. Oh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. There you go. My bad. I thought that he was related to him. He's not. Okay, I didn't think so. Yeah, I didn't he think has w- since joined uh, Brand, uh, Bruce Lee's um, Jeet Kune Do, mm-hmm. and he's like now a teacher. Uh, he can teach it and everything, but um, not beforehand. Okay, uh, which I thought was really interesting. My, when I was a kid, I thought they were related because uh, it makes white, sense. Yeah, and they're both namely, so I just assumed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's a natural you know assumption, but I, I didn't think I didn't think that was the case. Do you know the history of of the actual Brandon Lee? Brandon Lee. I do not. I literally only know his name. Oh well, Brandon Lee, as JD as alluded to, was Bruce Lee's son, who would then follow him into acting into action. And starred in a movie, a comic book movie, The Crow. Are you familiar with the, the Crow comic book? No, not at all. I didn't even, no, not at all. You didn't even know it was a comic book? Nope. Are you familiar with the movie? Maybe. I don't, I feel like there's been a few movies named The Crow. I'm, so I've heard the name The, the Crow. The name, right. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I, I forget exactly what the story is about The Crow, but it's about some guy who wait i'm here i'm here i'm back i came back you don't know the story about the crow what's your question i've watched that movie 17 
times. The, the third, the thirty-second pitch on the crow, the story. Thirty-second elevator pitch. Here we go. The crow is a story about a, a man and a woman who are set to get married on um, Devil's Night, which is the night before Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, however, there is a crime lord who wants to vacate the building they live in, and they're the only two who decide to complain about it and go to the authorities about it. So he has his gang. This guy's name is Top Dollar. He sends his gang to murder them. So they kill uh, his character and his girlfriend's character, uh, throws her out of a window after doing something terrible to her, and... Um, yeah, they both die. He comes back a year later to wreak vengeance on the people who killed him and his wife. Or, right. Yeah. Thus you have the crow. Now, the famous part about this, in the making of this movie, Brandon Lee, uh, in a, a stunt for the film, is shot at with a fake gun. However, the way that the, the gun is tricked out the shot kills him. Yes. And he's dead. The actual person or the character? The, the, actual, the actual Brandon Lee, the actor. Is dead. That's he dies crazy. much the same way that Bruce Lee died while filming While, while in the midst of movie. filming a movie. Well, well yeah, they, they, they died filming a movie. Bruce Lee didn't die like on the set of a movie. Bruce Lee died in his during production. In, during the production of a movie. So then they finished the movie... But with like a stunt double, like all hidden in dark and stuff like that, and or from the back and everything like that. But that's ultimately how they finished the movie, The Crow. And it becomes a a modest hit. It was going to be a low budget movie anyway. Right. It became like a modest hit that they couldn't do nothing with because the guy was dead. Yeah. They, Did they ever bring the comic back? That sounds like a perfect yes, time. Yes. To... The comic has come back several times. Several times. It, it, it's never been like a super, super hit. Well, that's because, I mean, if that's the main thing that got it popular, the comic, that doesn't, it doesn't have the... Well, I mean, it got popular enough that they made a movie. Right, but I mean, if the movie was probably at least a little bit popular because people knew that story, I feel like there's the comic can't really capitalize on that in any yeah. way. Yeah. It, um, it's a shame. I mean, you know, like JD, who's a huge fan of the original movie, he can tell you whether or not are we really what did we lose when we lost Brandon Lee? Um, uh, he's good in the movie, but I'm not entirely sure he would have gone on to do many more things. Yeah, if I may. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's been we're talking about over thirty years now. His performance in the movie is great, but I don't think he was destined for. Greatness. greatness yes yeah yeah, yeah he wasn't his, he didn't have the charisma of his father to no. me like bruce lee you see the movie he mentioned enter the dragon you see any bruce lee movie but the enter the dragon where he is actually um which is american made and he's actually using his own voice to speak english you watch that movie you can see why this man was a super star yeah it's it's just oozes charisma yeah I should see like any of his movies. You should, yeah. yeah. You should. You should see Enter the Dragon. Do you like karate movies? Not really. I like the Jackie Chan Adventures show when I was a kid. Mm. Okay, then, then see Enter the Dragon. <laughs> I like Jackie Chan movies. I like Jackie Chan movies. One more Jackie thing. That's, that's a thing. Whenever Len does that, I, I always think of Jackie Chan Adventures. And JD, you never respond to it. because Whenever Len does what? One more thing. 
That's oh, from Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, I've never seen yeah. that cartoon. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good cartoon. Was it? Yeah. Guys, I went and saw a movie last night. I went to a press pass screening of Jordan Peele's new film, Us. And uh, Who'd you go with? I went with my wife. Sushi. My wife. And um, so maybe not the best person to bring to a horror movie just because she doesn't really care about horror movies. Mm. She only really cares about the ones that sort of go beyond what we would call a horror movie, right? Like let's say Get Out. Oh, okay. Um, that that have things that... that go above and beyond just horror. It's got another element to it. Okay. You know what I mean? So she's not a big horror movie fan like I am. Right. Which is I'll just watch all sorts of bull crap. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah. So, um, but I was, this is one of the movies I was the most excited about. This, Captain Marvel, some of the biggest movies uh, that I was stoked about this year. And uh, I was so excited to go see this movie. Now, I uh, did that, and uh, I would say it's 75% great. There's 25% of this movie, maybe even only 10% of this movie, that... I disliked so much that I don't know how I feel about the movie as a whole. Really? You disliked it that much? Isn't I disliked it? that one one element. It's only one element. But mm-hmm. sometimes that element is enough to sort of That's true. mess with you. That's yeah. true. Um, there, was a se- there was a sequence in a movie I just watched this year, uh, Happy Death Day to You, another horror movie that's sort of a horror comedy. Yeah. And there is a sequence in that movie where someone's pretending to be French and blind, that I could, I just, my mouth was agape. I couldn't believe what I was watching. The rest of the movie is so fun, and Happy Death Day Part 1 was so fun Mm -hmm. that I was so excited about this. And that was enough to make me go, oh, I don't know if I ever want to watch this again. The the sequence in Us isn't that bad. Is it, I just want to know, is it like offensive or is it just no, bad no it is no it's not offensive uh the movie has a lot to say it does a lot the acting in the movie is fantastic winston um, duke lapita nawanga mm-hmm. and uh, elizabeth moss yeah yeah everybody in the movie is great the direction's um, good the direction's great the soundtrack is great the score is haunting mm. there's so much to love about this movie and there's so much that jordan peele does right is it long that it's about two hours so it's a good it's, it's a tight good, yeah yeah um, it's just this one little thing, and I don't want to spoil it for people because the movie drops this weekend. Right. So I will be more than happy to discuss this at a later date when you've seen the film. Is this something that is throughout the film, nope. or is it nope. just this? Like the movie this, this is segment? wonderful up until the last fifteen minutes. Oh wow! See that's see that's what makes makes it. Yeah. When it's at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Because that's how I felt. I think the closest that, that comes to mind to me like that is Wonder Woman. Oh, because, my God, yeah. Because I liked Wonder Woman. I was liking it, uh, you know, well enough. And then it got right there to the end. And I was like, oh. And, yeah. and like you missed the landing just enough that uh, now you're like, you're throwing my barometer all off, man. Mm-hmm. The compass, the needle is just spinning all over the place. Yep. I don't know which I, I've, you know, I've I lost w- my north. I would even say I loved Wonder Woman up until that point. Yeah. Like I was on board. I was like having emotions and I was feeling great and all this other stuff. And then that last little fight happened. And I was like, oh, this is, well, that's a bummer. So it's so always yeah. us the same thing? Is, is us there it's too? It's not that bad. Okay. Um, I, there'll be my. I'm, I'm, it's not even really a spoiler, but if you don't want to hear anything about us moving past this point right now, jump two minutes. Okay. I'm just going to say some mild spoilers, and that is I wanted it. So you know that there's a family coming for this family. Right. And they are doppelgangers of this family. Right. 
And I wanted the reason for this doppelganger family to be a certain subgenre of horror. Okay. It gave me a different subgenre of horror as a reasoning for this family to exist. And that was enough to make me go, oh, that that doesn't track. You didn't like the choice? That doesn't make sense. I don't like this. It doesn't follow. Um, So that was my big problem. Oh, well. Was the reasoning that all of this was happening. That was my problem. Yeah, that's more. I feel like that's more than just the fifteen. I mean, it it happens in the last fifteen minutes, yeah. but that's like the most the of the movie. The conceit of the film. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's understandable. Yeah. Now, and, and it's funny because the way the the origin of this family and what is happening doesn't really affect the rest of the movie. You could have easily given them this other thing happen, and everything else would remain the same, and I would love it. I would be one hundred percent on board. So you. So if I'm hearing you right. You think that the choice that he made as the explanation for the doppelgangers does not track with the story that is told from the beginning of the film? No, it does. It does. So it does fit. That's what I'm saying. It fits. I just didn't like it. So 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 it's really just a choice. You would have chosen something else. I mean, isn't everything? Well, no. True. But like, if you don't... I can't wait for us to be able to discuss this. Because without... if you don't like something because it doesn't track, mm-hmm. like, yo, that doesn't make sense with how you it set up this character it, or whatever. No, it's not that it doesn't make sense with the characters. It doesn't make sense logically. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So it, it doesn't. You okay. said it does. We'll, 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 we will come back to this. <laughs> see, I'm not going to see it. See, I'm going out of town this weekend, uh-huh. so I'm not going to see it till another... See now I got to see if I could talk to guys and go into the movies on Saturday in Chicago because now I want to because now I want to talk about it next week. Yeah, go you go see it. <laughs> well, it depends. We you should get... go support him anyway. He's great. To well, me, I got like... drinks to do. I got drinking to do in Chicago. <laughs> you can't drink in the movie theater. Just I don't bring... know, but I've never been to Chicago. I don't know if you can drink in movie theaters in Chicago. Brandon, I was just gonna say to me, it's have you been like... to Chicago? Can you drink no, in movie theaters? I've barely been out of Pennsylvania. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say it sounds like. You're not necessarily saying the movie's bad. You're just saying no. you didn't like, you personally didn't like it because of this choice. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly that what I'm saying. Potentially didn't like it. Yeah. I'm still even, I'm still mulling it over. Do you need yeah. to see it again? And if it's one of those things where you know how I want to love movies. Mm-hmm. And there Except are Doc. there have been many times where I have gone out of a movie, not feel great about it. And then I will have a conversation and someone will present, something. present something to me and I'll go, oh, that's what, okay, now it's great. Now I love it. So I'm hoping someone will do that to me and be like, no, Jadles, this is, you mis, you misunderstood this part. This is, this is, this is the thing. And I'll be like, oh yes, now I love the movie. So yeah, I really wanted to love this movie and I, I mostly really enjoyed it. So yeah, if you guys, if anybody out there in listener land has watched this movie, please email us at, or email me because Len hasn't re- seen the movie. Haven't so if you want to talk spoilers with me, you can email me at coltpopgo at gmail.com and we will, we will go back and forth. Um, Speaking of movies, though, a couple of trailers dropped today. Yes, they did. Well, yeah, a couple dropped today, but then there's a couple that Len hadn't seen yet. Mm-hmm. So today, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood dropped. We uh, talked the about new that. Quentin Tarant- the ninth film, I believe, by Quentin Tarantino. That's amazing that he's only done nine films. I know. He's been around so long, and he's done so much. Right. Or so many things I've enjoyed mm-hmm. to such an extent that it feels like there's there should be more. Uh, this is one of the first ones that I'm like, I'll go see it because I like everyone involved. The trailer has not piqued my interest. If this was by somebody else, I'd be like, all right. But because it's a Quentin Tarantino film, I'm more interested in seeing it than I probably otherwise would be. Well, did The Hateful Eight intrigue you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 
It also hit me in a, in a time where I was like really ready for a Western, like okay. a gritty rest Western. So I was already primed to be into it. I just thought that movie was too long. I also, it is, it is, but I also love it. Um, and I don't really care about movies about Hollywood other than like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, James Gunn. James Gunn with the, yeah. the, and um, uh, 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 Val Kilmer. Yeah, about Kilmer and Iron Man. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah, I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. See, I like movies about old Hollywood. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen any. I mean, I haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, La La Land, not about old Hollywood, but that's about like being it's in the business. It's kind of like Hollywood. Yeah. That's about as much as I could think of. Did you see... You probably didn't see this because it's old. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. That's old Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that. that's more about, like, yeah, like animation, though, and stuff. Yeah, but it's old, it takes place in old Hollywood. Uh, yeah, true. So I'm, I mean, I'm trying to give you credits here. I like right? that. Yeah, I like that movie. Did you like the setting of it? Yeah. And I, really, I like the fun facts, like the Bugs Bunny, Mickey, I think it was Mickey Mouse. Yes. Yeah, that was a fun thing. Um, you think it was Mickey Mouse? I know it was Bugs Bunny and some other big property, but I couldn't remember if it was Mickey There's Mouse. There's only one other property when it's Bugs. Uh, yeah, especially it's now. Yes. With the Fox deal closed yesterday, I think. So. Yeah, but Fox doesn't have any big. Well, no. No, I'm just saying Disney's big as as big as it, it's ever been now. <laughs> yeah, but, but Disney is their Skynet. They are, but you know. <laughs> now I'm imagining what if Terminators looked like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun time. <laughs> that would be fun. That would actually be pretty cool. Um, there's, an, there's another old movie that um, you should see. It's about old Hollywood, but it's kind of got a, a geek element in it. And it's called Hollywood Land. I've heard of it. It's with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. And he plays... George Reeves. Interesting. A name you may not be aware of. George Reeves starred as Superman in the 1950s TV series. And the movie is about this detective, played by Adrian Brody, hired to investigate the murder of George Reeves, which has been written off for years as a suicide. Right. Is that? That's not the movie. No, that's, I think, Casablanca. Never mind. Because I was thinking of something detective-related, but I don't think it was Hollywood land. Casablanca is not detective-related. Well, you may be thinking about the Maltese Falcon. No, it's a movie where someone at the end, they say, don't worry about it, it's blank. Did they say, like, don't worry about it, it's Hollywood? Or something no, like that. It's, don't worry about it, it's Chinatown. That's it. The movie is called Chinatown, Chinatown. Yeah. with Jack Nicholson. While we're waiting, because JD's taking a break for a sec. J- JD's busy retailing. Are you implying that Cato couldn't, would beat Robin? No, I'm not implying it. It's a fact. I feel like you're implying I don't know no, about It's that. a fact. I feel like Robin could definitely take Cato. No, first of all, what you don't realize is that Cato in the TV series was portrayed by Bruce Lee. Uh-huh. Which is why everybody was like, oh no, this makes no sense. <laughs> then when the Green Hornet and, and Cato guest starred on the Batman TV series... There famously, of course, had to be a scene where Batman took on the Green Hornet and Cato took on on Robin. Yeah. And Bruce Lee basically told the producers, look, no disrespect. Nobody's going to believe if he beats me. Well, yeah. 
Well, that was that, Robin. That was the silly one. Uh, excuse me. No, no, no. Excuse me. <laughs> no, 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 no. What you don't understand is that Cato, uh-huh. as portrayed in the Green Hornet historically, right, has been a kung fu master not the master but a kung fu master like a fighting master so yes if robin used his batarang on him well no i'm not saying that stuff but robin would not be i think i think a modern robin a modern robin yeah which robin Either, any Tim of them. Drake, any is of that them. where you want to go? I think you Dick go Grayson Tim could Drake? do it. I think I'll Damien get, could do it. I'll get no. In fact, Tim might be one of the only ones who couldn't do it because he's not that great of a martial artist. But I feel like Dick or Damien, especially Damien, who was raised by the League of of Shadows since he was like born. So what? He's a League of Shadows. So he's a ninja. Kato. When he was a kid, was darn near a ninja. So and is he Damien. only going to get better by the time he. So is Damien. So they're probably. They're I probably would say, maybe, yeah, fine. They're equal. They're probably. But I, equal. I don't think it would but be. But he a, definitely beats young Robin. I don't think it would be like a a uh, like a wash. Like I don't think Kato would just crush any Robin. But I think I think Tim would give him a run for his money, but would definitely get beat. I feel like Dick and Damien, it might be a draw. And Jason as Robin, Jason, who cares? Yeah, he he he'd crush he crushed Dick. He would beat. He would beat young Dick Grayson. Um, I think an older Dick Grayson and an older Cato would fight to a draw. Okay. But a but a young Dick Grayson, young Cato is kicking his butt. I think that a young Damien, I'll give you that maybe he gives Cato a, a run for his money. However, young Damien doesn't have control of his emotions. Young Cato does and would use that against him and would win in the in the long run that's valid i think it depends on who depends on who's writing damien because like damien sometimes he does have control of his emotions and sometimes he doesn't well that's the the whole that's the that's like the the definition of unstable Cato no, I mean, always has a control. It doesn't Damien matter who writes does. him. doesn't matter who writes Cato. He that's, always has control of his emotions. That's valid. That's fair. That's fair. So, no. Cato takes him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And anybody who says different, they don't know nothing. Well, yes, I'm call standing me John Snow because I know Ma- nothing. I'm standing on Mount Randy right now. Oh, no. So James so, Gunn. So James Gunn, a couple of, couple of things. You had not seen Leonard. You had not seen the trailer for Brightburn, the new movie that's produced by James Gunn. No, I had not seen it, Jonathan. Um, what'd you think of the new trailer? I just showed it to you. It's interesting. It's It makes no qualms about what it is it's superman the horror movie yeah it's <laughs> i guess yeah one step below Zack snyder's superman <laughs> yeah 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 it, it um it's interesting it looks it looks you know it's a nice little what if or else worlds right? exactly so yeah. you know it looks interesting i i would probably go check it out mm-hmm. you know it's interesting that he did it because now that he's working for DC, I wonder if he would have just tried to make a Superman movie. Like no. if he could have. Oh, like a DC like an Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yeah. yeah. He could have just made like an Elseworlds DC movie, like done Red Sun or something. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't think they would have let him do that. Why? I don't think they want to go that route. They've already announced the that they, uni- they're universe. in talks to do a Red Sun live action movie. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah. hear Live that. action? Cool. I thought they were doing it as uh, animated. I'm pretty sure it was live action. Uh, I did hear talks about it, but I thought it was animated. I also heard talks about an animated Marvel What If series. That, I did see hear about yeah, that. Yeah, that's Disney Plus. That's interesting. The 
only thing that would even loosely get me excited about it is because it's Disney involved. But even then, I still can't because Disney Marvel is own. I mean, Disney's own Marvel for a while now, mm-hmm. and their animation just doesn't it's do anything. It's not done for them. it. Yeah, Big Hero Six. Yeah, that was great. And but Disney, it. But, that but, might be it. But Big Hero Six was also Pixar. part. Of, no, it wasn't Pixar. Oh, it wasn't Pixar. No, it was, it was Disney, Disney Animation. Oh, was it okay? Was, but Disney Animation under James Lasseter. Yeah, you know what I mean. You were right. It is an animated Red Sun movie. Okay, I'm into that. That's fine. What that I'm into? Yes. Is there is there a Marvel? Am I forgetting good animated Marvel features? I remember they did Doctor Strange a long time ago. They did a Hulk. They did Wolverine versus the Hulk. Not yeah, because that was a it was a Hulk versus because it was yeah. Hulk versus Thor, a Hulk that's versus Wolverine. And then there was like Earth's Mighty Avenger, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, that's Avengers. what I was going to say. That one wasn't animated well, but it was a fun show. Okay, their yep. shows are really well loved. My favorite the, is that the, show was really one. Well. No, because also the Spider Man one. Not the 90s. Yeah. That's my Spider-Man. favorite. Yes, I, I've heard people say that they like that. I never checked that. Was awesome. Is that the one where he was a... Um, no, the, you're thinking of Ultimate. What? When he was a, a like, young kid, young uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage with No, him. no that, that was, was Ultimate Mar- Spider-Man. That was, yeah, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man. Which so. I liked, but I know a lot of people did. That, that skewed very young. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't for me. Yeah, it was really so cool, that. too, because I got invited to Marvel in New York... Oh, really? The building to go to a very special screening of the first two or three episodes of that show. And I was super excited. Mm-hmm. And uh, I walked out of it like, oh, that's not for me. That's for like much younger children. Yeah. But it's cute for what it is. But Spectacular Spider-Man is one of my favorites. Speaking of their shows, though, I saw um, the newest Spider-Man show. Uh, right. I which think... I don't have access to because I don't have the actual Disney XD whatever. I just I haven't really checked it out. I don't really yeah. check out animated shows anymore unless someone says they're real great yeah but i think i saw that like the, in the last episode like they might be doing superior spider-man Ooh, which is interesting that'll be fun hopefully so, yeah so james gunn yeah also news dropped this week is the head so all right real quick recap so he had done guardians of the galaxy one guardians of the galaxy volume two and ha- i guess had written the treatment for or script even for guardians of the galaxy volume three, three. and then Someone got upset at him over some tweets that he did about 10, 12 years ago. And so, well, he got the right fired. wing brought all of that stuff back to light. Yeah, because he had, he had anti Trump things to say. So they were like, haha, take this. And so it got him fired because of these old tweets. And um, then he was like, all right, well, that's fine. Like, I get it. That's cool. I'm going to go over and do Suicide Squad for DC, Suicide oh. Squad 2. So now. He's come back. They, Disney has said that they are hiring him. Marvel has said that they're hiring him back to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, mm-hmm. which made me like, yeah, that's great. But I was really kind of looking forward to what he was going to do for Suicide he Squad. Is. So I was a little nervous that he was going to not do Suicide Squad. But turns out he's going to do Suicide Squad, which is now called The Suicide Squad and is not so much a sequel as it is a It's a full reboot. reboot yeah. yeah, full reboot. Yeah. Um, where they've replaced Will Smith and they're talking to Idris Elba. Possibly. Yes. Deadshot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited that we're getting both of these now because uh, I really want a DC movie that I absolutely love. Because I don't think I have that yet, except for like the first seventy-five percent of Wonder Woman, and I'm um, hopefully Shazam will be great. Yeah, um, I think it's. I, I, I was looking for. I did not care at all about Suicide Squad until I heard that James Gunn was 
yes. directing it. Because I had heard that they were bringing him on to write it, mm-hmm. but they were still iffy about him directing it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, I like his writing, but, you know, it's still all about the direction. Yeah. So when they said he was going to direct it, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm there. I'm going to check it out. Uh, and then when I hear about the deal with Disney and him going back for uh, GLG3, you know, that's good. You know, finish his story, finish what he started. Yeah. I knew that Warner Brothers wasn't going to let them announce this unless they had in writing that, dude, you are finishing this movie Mm -hmm. that you started. You know, my question is, like, I wonder how much of some of his Guardians of the Galaxy concepts for three he might have pulled. Right. Thinking that he wasn't going to do three. Okay, so my answer to that is. A lot of the conversation back and forth was that they were still going, even though he wasn't directing it, they were going to use his script. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and also there actually is some scuttlebutt that this actually may have been, you know, something that has been whispered for a few months. They just wanted to see how things played out. Right. Like basically, I gave him the word, like, yo, dude, a couple of months. Yeah, let it calm down. And they had to, they pretty much had to use the script because Batista said he wouldn't do the movie. Mm-hmm. If they didn't use James Gunn's script, yeah. so yeah, have James Gunn attached to it in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Honestly, this is, I guess, me being somewhat pessimistic again. I'm, I'm happy. Oh, not James, optimistic, you. I'm super optimistic all the time. Rainbows and butterflies. Optimistic, B. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy. James Gunn is coming back for the fans of Guardians, but personally, I was kind of looking forward to a new take on it. Oh, because. I don't mind the Guardians movie. I didn't like one that much. I like two more. But, like, I was kind of... I'm just kind of tired of the comedic route that we're always taking. And the Guardians, in particular, could be, like, I feel very interesting if you made them a little more serious. Yeah. Not, like, DC serious. Yeah. But, like, like Captain Marvel, where it's, like, it's got a more serious tone. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of looking forward to that. But at the same time, I totally understand that the Guardians movies are loved by everyone, yeah. and I get it. So, yeah. I love them. I think they're great. Did you see Captain Marvel? Yeah. We Did talked thi- about it last week. Right. Did you think that it was funny? No. Okay. But I thought that, like, she in particular was comedic-ish. Really? I, like, when she was with her Star Force people, mm-hmm. they were all super serious, and she was the one constantly making jokes. Right. And I really liked that. So I feel like that was a good mix of, like... Some comedy, but like a more serious tone gotcha. overall. Yeah, because in my head, when I think back to it, I, I still think of it as more of a serious film with a couple of like one-liners. Right. More, more along the lines of like, and I'm just grabbing a name here, Die Hard. Like Die Hard's an action movie, but he's got some funny bits that he does, right? Yeah, sides. That's sides. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So this feels more like that than than like. Whereas I would say Guardians of the Galaxy is a comedy action. Right. Definitely. Which is why, like I said, I was just yeah. a little more interested in gotcha a flip. Yeah. All right. Speaking of trailers, I don't know if we want to talk about it, but uh, did you guys hear about Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison? I did. I Uh, didn't. So uh, Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash in the Justice League films, Mm -hmm. um, is they've been working on a Flash movie. It was supposed to be Flashpoint, and then they canceled that. um, And now they have are having trouble getting a script off the ground. And Ezra Miller says that he is writing a script with Grant Morrison for the Flash movie. And if this doesn't and it's supposed to be darker, a darker Flash movie. Darker than what? I, think, I don't. I don't know. Flashpoint like, is dark. But like, think about it. If you take like him from Justice League, darker than that isn't necessarily dark. It's mm. just not over the top silly. 
Right. So I don't know that that's, Maybe that's what he means. I'm hoping. Yeah. And also, the, sorry. I was just going to say, like, the last thing people want from the DC universe is more dark. Right. He apparently, it wasn't just, it's that apparently the script, they had a script, and part of the problem was he didn't like it. Ugh. And no, but I think that's great because yeah. everything I've seen in interviews is that he's like a, he's read a lot of the comics mm-hmm. and like he's been really getting into the role. Yeah. So if he wants, if he doesn't think it's right, I kind of trust him. Okay. And so he said that he wants, he wanted to write his own script. And I don't think Grant Morrison was necessarily going to be writing it with him. More like he was getting advice from Grant oh, Morrison. Oh, really? Oh, because yeah. I kept seeing like co-written by he's, Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison. Yeah, I saw that it was like Ezra Miller is, or he's like... Um, asking Grant Morrison to like help him with it. So I mean, yeah. it could be co-written, but I've just gotcha. yeah, that's what I've heard. So I'm curious to see how it's going to end up. Uh, I don't want a dark flash. I don't know if I trust Ezra Miller's um, writing abilities. Right. I don't know about abilities. that either. I don't know anything about it. I also don't what know if I trust grades? Grant Morrison's script writing abilities. Me neither. I haven't seen any Grant Morrison movies, have no. I? No. No. Yeah, so, and he's... he's not, not written by him. I don't think right. he, he didn't write the All-Star Superman. Oh, I don't know. I don't... I think so. that was... Um, Someone else, like, translated it Yeah. to a teleplay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I, just just hearing those names doesn't invoke anything, because 75% of the time I love Grant Morrison, 25% of the time I, I, I hate him. I hate his writing. And even the 75% of him that I might like, I'd still admit, like, I don't know what the story is. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of great ideas. But, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think it's good that they're working together because I feel like Ezra Miller can bring a Hollywood writing like vision to it. Like mm. he knows how to. He at least has been in movies. Yeah, so can, you can't say he knows how to write for right. Hollywood. You don't know his writing. Well, he, at least I don't know. Right, yeah. but he knows movies. And we like Grant Morrison hasn't done anything movie related that I know well, of. Well, how many he was movies in the movie, Ezra Mom Miller? and Dad starring Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair? He played a talking head on the screen in the TV yeah, in the background. That. I mean, but How yeah, many Ezra movies Miller, has Ezra Miller done? He's done at least three, two or three. So now all, been, of sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> he's this he's this vaunted Hollywood vet. Well, no, but I'm just saying he's done enough that like what's enough? Like he's been in movies, so he knows so how he's to been do in movies. Yeah, so he knows how to do movies. Yeah, because he's been in movies. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Not sure that's how it works, but all right. <laughs> I mean, I know mainly. I just remember he was in Perks of Being a Wallflower. He was in Justice League, obviously. He was in Fantastic Beasts. Right. He's been in those. Um, and he's he was in, I think, Ooh, Rocky he was in We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, yeah. He Brutal was like the main, movie. He was the main like kid, yeah, I think. Yeah, he was that. Kevin. They needed to talk about him. Yeah. That was brutal. Okay. That was, right. uh, I don't know if that was a horror, but it was certainly a I thriller. I mean, being an actor, does even if he was in like 100 movies, that doesn't translate to writing well. Exactly. I just yes. think that he can, like Grant Morrison might write I think of like Ta-Nehisi Coates, his first Black Panther run, mm-hmm. like I didn't particularly like, and I saw a lot of people saying they felt that it pulled, it was a writer trying to write a comic, yes. and it didn't like mesh well, mm-hmm. and so I think like in this sense, like if Grant Morrison were trying to make a movie, mm-hmm. it wouldn't necessarily mesh well, but with Ezra Miller, he could bring a bit of perspective to it in yeah. that regard. Okay. All right. We'll Why see. stop being so pessimistic? Gosh. I, I just don't think a Flash movie is going to happen. That's, I would have I said mean, eventually that it will. about Shazam and then... Mm. I'm amazed that we have a Shazam before we have a Flash, frankly. I'm not. Yeah, me but neither, it looks great. Because they don't care about it. Like, it's yeah. going to be... It's one of those things where I feel like it's going to be it's good like because they don't care. Yeah. I will say that Shazam, the Shazam movie, has one of my favorite scenes in a trailer in a long time. 
the scene where he jumps off the building and then says Shazam. Yeah. I think, wow, that's cool. And then he just flies off. Yeah. yeah. That is really, it's yeah, done yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. I also really like the end where he tries to just leap a single uh, building in a single bound. Yeah. And he makes it about halfway through. And then, <laughs> psh, whoops, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I think it looks fun. Um, one last thing before we go. So, Brandon had brought to us a website that we took. It was like a quiz, right? Mm-hmm. So this website brings up two pictures, two posters for one or another uh, Marvel movie, right, for the right. MCU. Yes. And then you click on the one. Which one do you want to watch right now? And so basically what it does is it gives you, I don't even know, how many, was it like 50 different versions? A lot. Um yeah. And so, yeah, it's sort time. of, you do that for a while, and eventually it tells you your list of favorite yeah. MCU movies. Based on which ones you said you liked like more, it gives you your list. Yeah. So, we did that before the show, and I was just curious to see how accurate it was. So, should we go sure. top five? Sure. So, I'm looking at mine... And it's not bad. It's not bad. I remember I took this um, many months ago, like a year ago, and I remember getting my top 21, and uh, which is, I guess, all of them. And I remember going, I don't know if that's correct, because Iron Man 2 wound up somewhere high in the, in the mix. So, yeah, my top five are Avengers Infinity War, four is Black Panther, three is Captain America Winter Soldier, two Thor Ragnarok, one Spider-Man Homecoming. That is not correct. But it's close. Like they're, they're Spider-Man: Homecoming isn't that your number one? Nah, Amer- Captain America: Winter Soldier is my favorite. Mine is interesting because I'm looking at it. I got a uh, Winter Me? Soldier from five to one. Yeah, Winter Soldier is my number one. Homecoming is number two. Okay. Black Panther is number three. <laughs> Infinity War is number four, and Civil War is number five. Uh huh. Which I disagree with. For a few, I would put. I have Avengers as number six. I feel like Avengers would be. Number three instead of Black Panther. And I don't know. Something else would be there instead of Homecoming, I think. Because I like Homecoming, but I don't think it would be in my top five. Right. Really? Yeah. I love Homecoming. Spider-Verse love for Homecoming. me is like the first perfect Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to say Spider-Verse is not better. Well, I just, also it's not part of this list. Right. Yeah. But I just count. mean as... um. Like I feel, I've never seen a Peter Parker before Spider Verse that actually that fully exemplified Spider Man for me. Spider Man Homecoming uh-huh. for me like is number two on my list, and I don't think it should. I don't think it belongs there because personally, I like that movie, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Because for me, yeah, Spider Verse was the first time I like saw a Peter Parker, and I was like, that's who Peter Parker is. Yeah. So you don't you don't didn't. By Homecoming, Peter Parker. I liked him. I thought he was the best live action one we've had. It just for me, I didn't. I always I like my Peter Parker to be a little more snarky, and yeah. I felt like he never he would make jokes, but I never felt like he made any snarky jokes. Not true. I felt like he didn't make enough. I guess snarky yeah. jokes. Okay. Okay. I don't like my Peter Parker being snarky. Right. I, I mean yeah. my like Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. See now, um, I don't think that I got my Peter Parker from Into the Spider Verse as much as I 100% love that movie to death. We had a Spider Man that was basically your perfect Spider Man, who is like almost a superior Spider Man, but as Peter Parker. And then we had a Peter Parker that was like he had a, a gut and he was a slob and he cared about pizza way too much, like. That's also not the Peter from the comic. So we had two different versions of that, but neither one. Ours is kind of in the middle. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I don't. He wasn't necessarily the perfect. Because I was thinking the 
um, Peter B. Parker, the yeah. original one, was the perfect one. But you're right. I feel like he was a little too perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so. I, I, I kind of like both of them. I thought both of them were both sides of the coin mm-hmm. of the actual Spider, Spider-Man. Spider Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I like them. Uh, I did this little test, too. Um, mm-hmm. And for the most part, I have to say they're pretty spot on. Okay. Uh, going from five to one, as JD did, and I asked Brandon to do, but he didn't. Um, I have Captain America: Civil War at five, Avengers: Infinity War at four, Black Panther number three, Spider-Man: Homecoming number two, and number one, Captain America: uh, The Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Yeah. And honestly, Black Panther and Spider-Man can kind of like that's really a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. As far as number two for me, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that Spider-Man. I loved every iteration of him, uh, everything about him. I love Peter Parker. I love Spider-Man. I loved his his, his crew. I love Michael Keaton in that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it was just spot on. And Black Panther, what can you say? I mean, that was the movie event of 2017. Um, 18. I know, right? It was the beginning of 2018. That's right. It was we, we had crazy, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, it crazy that it was just last year. Uh, Feels like it's been longer. So yeah, Black Panther was just just insane. But at the end of the day, Captain America: Winter Soldier is the only superhero movie that I saw in the movie theaters over three times. Nice. Where was that on your list? That is number three for me. Interesting. But it should be my number one. Yeah, it's number one for me too. Now that being said, you know, if I'm just looking at this top ten list that this this website has created for me it's spot on like everything in my top 10 list is there just in varying numbers so like i can just re- reorganize this top 10 and i still have my top 10 it's not there's nothing in here that i was like oh <laughs> balderdash so this is yeah i have to say that it, it actually I, I i can't quibble with it thor is number eight on mine i don't know if i like thor that much but mm-hmm. i think i think i must have yeah i think i really kept picking it yeah, I kept picking it, you yeah. know. And my my bottom five are pretty on point. The bot the very very bottom is Thor: The Dark World, then Iron Man two, then I- Incredible Hulk, then Doctor Strange. And I think I felt like I liked Captain America: The First Avenger more than I have it here. But yeah, I- because it's it's like under Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp, and I'm not sure it would be. I must have done this wrong because I have Captain Marvel is like 14, which it definitely isn't for me. I have Iron Man is 15, and I would put Iron Man in my top five. I think what I did was when I was doing the list, I started off doing like there are some movies I just don't like. And I started off putting them like I always would pick the other thing. And Uh-oh. I think that was a little unfair. Yeah, that's because not- there were some movies that I like, but I just like I probably didn't like them more than the other thing. But I just instinctively chose whatever was not that. So like Thor of the Dark World, I was like anything but that. But then like on here, I have Thor Ragnarok as last. Because I did that for Thor Ragnarok, but like I would definitely put that higher than the lowest in the MCU. So yeah, yeah, I feel you. Mine is pretty, just pretty much spot on. I mean, you know, uh, my last one is Thor Ragnarok, and I think that's a, a bag of dicks. <laughs> so I agree with that. And I didn't like Iron Man two. I didn't like no. I like Iron Man. No, I didn't really like Iron Man two. Iron Man two. I only like one thing when he gets the suit out of the suitcase. Other than that, mm. I after that I turn off the movie. Um, I didn't like Hulk, Ant-Man, eh. Avengers Age of Ultron, which is, I, I have a 17. That may be unfair. I just remember thinking Ultron was long, uh, drawn out, and just didn't really do it for me. Um, but to be fair, 
I may have only seen the movie once completely and maybe a halfway parts of it over time. So I really need to give that movie another go. So would you really put Thor Ragnarok below Thor The Dark World? Yes. Because wow. I think I honestly think that Thor The Dark World is a better made movie because to me, not, not to a lot of people, but to me, Thor Ragnarok has three things going up against it. One, you to me, you can see the seams of the special effects. Like they literally look like they've shot that in front of a green screen. Everything is green screen. And to the point that it, it just doesn't feel real to me. Two, I don't think, I don't have a problem with, with comedy and I don't have a problem with them making a straight out comedy, but I think that the comedy shouldn't be made uh, for, for, for the sake of the characters oh. being true. And I don't think that the, those characters are played as true. That's, and I keep going back to the one scene where Thor, you know, the Hulk comes in. And he's like, yo, I work with this guy or something like that. He says, yeah. Thor doesn't say that. You know, I don't care how familiar he is with the right. Hulk. That's not what the th Thor says. He can still be funny because I think he's funny in Infinity War. He has funny lines in Infinity War, but they but he's still being true to the character of Thor. I don't think anybody is being true to their character in Ragnarok. And you don't want to watch the Endgame trailer, right? No, I don't. I'm just mentioning it because there's some things in that that now I'm thinking about our conversation. I just don't want anyone to email in and, men and mention those things. So no one spoil the Endgame trailer. And, but... And the thing is, in the trailer, the trailer may play one type of way, but then when you get in the movie, you true things have a totally just, different context. I just don't want people to tell you things if you purposely don't want to know them. But And then the other thing, my last thing about Thor Ragnarok, and this again speaks to the comedy, is that I feel that the comedy is very topical, and thus I don't think will doesn't won't age well at all. True. I also think, I also didn't really like the comedy, because I feel like there are comedic characters, and I don't feel like Thor is one of them, like in the comics. And so to me, it felt like they were changing the character a little too much to fit this comedic role that they wanted. Mm -hmm. So that was my problem. And I felt like it also felt like disjointed because it felt like at some points they wanted to be comic accurate. Like at the end where he's so like powerful and like sparkling and stuff. Yeah. That I felt like was comic accurate, but then I felt like previous parts were not. So yeah. All right, I know we were going to say one last thing before we left, but now one more thing. One more more thing before we go. You wanted what? to do a thing. You wanted to I wanted I thought it would be, might be nice to suggest to people something to watch or read, you know, yeah. because you know, we're always talking about the stuff that we're reading in the comic book store and what we've been watching on all the news and stuff like that. And you know, as Brandon has pointed out, they do this type of thing on other podcasts. So let's just steal it from their podcast. Yeah, why not? And do it better mm -hmm. on ours and suggest better things. Great. What do you got? Who wants to start? We'll start you. with Brandon. Brandon. Oh. He's the guest. Yay, Brandon. Um, Crowded just came out in trade. Everyone should pick up the trade of Crowded. It's about, I, I mean, I explained it a few weeks ago, but it was about a, a girl who gets a hit put out on her. Like, it's in a world where there's rideshare apps for everything, including murder and bodyguarding. And a girl gets a hit put out on her for, like, millions of dollars. And yeah. so it's about her and her bodyguard trying to stay alive in Los Angeles. It's a great story. And everyone should read it. Also, everyone should pick up Young Justice. Okay, only one thing, Brandon. It's so great. It's by Brian Michael Bendis. There's only one Holy thing, Brandon. Shit, Brandon. You're Holy about to lose shit. your about to lose your mic. Hey, for the listener out there, we literally said only pick one. And then do I not said, pick two. I'm gonna do two. And then when challenge me. Son of a bitch. 
coming on to this show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I wanted to tell the people. So Crowded, by- the only thing that he recommended, we're going to edit it out and post. Oh, trust me. So yeah. Young Justice, it's by no. Brian Michael Bendis. I think, no, Jamal Campbell's doing Naomi, which people should also pick up. That's, That's three. real good. What, the f- what are you doing? All right, he unplugged his microphone. All right, so the thing that he was talking <laughs> about, Crowded, is uh, from Image Comics. It's by Christopher Sabella, Rose Stein, Ted Brandt, Triona Farrell, and Cardinal Ray. I'm just reading the things off the front of the book. That's a lot of people involved. But I did read the first issue. I do agree. It's pretty good. Uh, I haven't read the whole thing yet, so uh, I will definitely check it out once I get a chance to. Who's a publisher? Image Dog. Mine is a movie that I was intrigued about in the movie theaters, but I was like, I just couldn't bring myself to go and see it. Uh And then, lo and behold, it showed up on Netflix. So one day when my lady was asleep, I said, you know what? I want to watch this movie. And I I literally turned this movie on about 1130 at night. By all rights, I should have been like going to sleep. That's when I always start movies. And I stayed up and I watched it and I can't, I, I, I cannot lie, I was, I really enjoyed myself watching Ewan McGregor in Christopher Robin. Oh, you know, I, all right. You, you know what, man? You know, first of all, I, I have to say, I'm a total sucker for Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, the whole crew. Like, you know, Tigger, Tigger and Piglet, Robin, Owl, and Eeyore, like the whole crew. I've I've been a sucker for Winnie the Pooh for years. From I used the, to love those cartoons. The original cartoon, the, the specials, the cartoon series. I love everything Winnie the Pooh. And then when they put out this movie, I was like, oh, man, I don't know, because it, it looks real dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real dark. It, it looks like real dark. And because it's live action... They make them look like they are the actual stuffed animals, mm-hmm. but not like stuffed animals that you would find in Toys R Us. These are the to- the stuffed animals that took place as they were made back in the 30s and 40s when Winnie the Pooh actually was originally created. Yeah, the story is actually set back in that time, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that they look like that. And it's a very and and Winnie the Pooh. A lot of people don't know what's because you only know him from Disney were a British creation. So it's set in Britain. So you're like, oh, so you got you got to adjust because there's definitely a British sensibility to the movie sure. and to the humor of it. However, like most British comedies, it starts off slow and then it builds. That's the great thing about British comedy. And then it just builds and builds and builds upon itself. Um, but it's still very much a children's story. There's it has a sweetness. Um, there is affection. I think that the characters you're not used to them because you're seeing them in cartoons. But once, you, but their character is true to form. Oh my God, the Eeyore as voiced by Brad Garrett. Oh. He's so funny. Um, Tigger sings his song. He's bouncing around, and he's not over the top. Like in the cartoons, Tigger kind of like take control. Tigger is definitely a little dialed back so that Winnie can really, you know, be Winnie. And Winnie is Winnie. And Piglet is a little big. I, I just really fell in love with this movie. That's I, awesome. I enjoyed it. So Ewan McGregor, you, I've always been a fan of Ewan McGregor. He's great in this. Haley, um, Haley Atwell. 
um, uh, Haley. Yeah. Agent Carter. Agent, Agent Carter. She's yeah. in it. Great in it. Great. She's like the straight man in this movie. Oh, she's fantastic. I'm so glad. I mean, this movie is like I just really, really enjoyed Christopher Robin. It was so good. I, I, I gotta I check want it more out. People to check it out. Yeah, I want to check that out. Um, I, I don't know if I ever would have, but now that you recommended it, I definitely will. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. Yeah. That's the way to check it out. Yeah. Uh, mine is I'm doing a uh, nostalgia dive back into a show that I never I liked it when it was coming out I watched it uh, whenever I could because I don't know if I actually had HBO at the time I think I went over to a friend's house and we watched it together the mm-hmm. uh, same way we did The Sopranos mm. um, but Deadwood Ooh, is man. a show from HBO from I would say 2004-ish 2005 whatever yeah, Okay, yeah. and I was never huge into westerns mm-hmm. but I've grown to appreciate them mostly because of things like Deadwood. So um, I know that there's a movie coming out this year that they're they're filming now, and I was like, you know what? Let me go back and watch Deadwood from the beginning. I'll do the whole season, or you know, I guess three seasons. It's three seasons, yeah. And uh, then I'll be all set and primed for the movie. Right. I love it. I really like Timothy Oliphant, who I know as Mickey the Crazy Film Student from Scream Two. Oh, that's wow. where I first met him. Wow. Um, and this is the first time I ever saw Ian McShane was in Deadwood, and yeah, he me was too. a revelation. Oh, yes, His he was. Character Character. Yes, Swergen. Swergen. Yeah, so good. Um, and there's so many other great character actors in this show, mm-hmm. including Brad Dorif, who does an amazing turn as the Doctor. Uh, you might know uh, Brad Dorif as the voice of Chucky. Yes. From yes. all the Chucky films. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, he is an actor that does not get his due. Mm-hmm. Um, be- I think because of things like Chucky. Like, I think he gets downplayed a little bit, his talent, but... God, man, watching him work in this show is so great. Yeah, I fell in love with uh, Molly Parker mm-hmm. in that in Deadwood. Um, she plays the woman who basically becomes uh, uh, Timothy Oliphant's love interest. Yeah, in the in the in the show, uh, she would go on to just do a whole lot of great things. But I love her because she has like a like I'm a sucker for like a, a smoky voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, she has got it. She's smoky. Miss Garrett. Yeah, Miss Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if you, there's a lot of people out there, like I think probably Brandon, who haven't heard of Deadwood. Yeah, and it's a western, which can like a lot of people not into westerns. Mm-hmm. And it's a move. It's a show that it's west. It's a western as if it was Shakespeare, because mm-hmm. it has its own language, mm-hmm. its own speed, and you've really got to like catch on to it. It takes you like about two episodes to catch on to the dialogue yeah. and the dialect of people. Then, but once you once you're there, mm-hmm. oh, you are locked in. So good, so good. Uh, so yeah, that's it. So uh, if you guys have any recommendations you want to send our way, you can yeah. email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. or coldpopgo at gmail.com. and um. Oh, Brandon says that you should rate and review us on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you, you get found. your podcast because that yeah. helps people find the show. Most that would definitely. be great. Uh, you can also, um, Christopher Goodnight, you could donate to our Patreon at Johnny Destructo, you know, Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. Um, and uh, I guess that's it. Anything else, Len? And you can uh, like my webcomic, Batman's Whiteboard, on Instagram. Go nice. to Batman's Whiteboard, check it out. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, for- one more oh, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Just real quick. Yeah. If you are out there and you're enjoying this podcast, and if you are a lady that does podcasts or you know a lady that does podcasts, 
The Black Tribbles are presenting Respect, the Women's Podcast Festival. Mm. It's going on in August here in Philadelphia. You can go to womanspodfestival.com or respectpodfest.com for more information and submit your podcast to be one of those on these two days, two full days of live podcasting only women podcasting coming your way in august here in philadelphia check it out nice thanks so much for joining us and we will talk at you later